Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. For today's episode, we sat down and reflected on the ways to stay grounded and mentally healthy as we continue to move through this COVID-19 situation. We also touched upon the possibilities that we are noticing that are currently being presented to us for a collective evolution in our consciousness. So we invite you to take in a deep breath. And be fully present with us as we dive into all of the messages that were coming through and press play. Today we wanted to release another podcast, not on our regular schedule, because we feel it's really important to check in with ourselves and with everybody right now and see how we've been processing and integrating COVID-19. This is a really scary time for a lot of people. Yeah, and we want to come in here to normalize that and extend that conversation to help you guys get a little bit of a better understanding about the full range of emotions that you might be experiencing and how to navigate through it, how we've been navigating through it. We just made a video for our Instagram in which we talked about how it's very common right now to be experiencing a sort of grieving process. And this is something that I came upon almost immediately when I started seeing clients as as the situation progressed, I started noticing like, wow, this is really looking like a grief, like the grieving process, like the stages of grief. And, you know, the first part of that is denial which I definitely experienced where I felt like hmm this is like a movie this can't be real you know we made jokes about it when it was like creeping up upon us and then then anger and frustration and negotiating and rationalizing through it and looking at the news and and then at some point you start to feel um hopelessness or or depression really like when it hits you that this is actually really just happening and we're along for the ride and then moments of acceptance peek in and moments of hope, hopefulness in which you start to look for creative ways to get through this and look for ways that the community is coming together. All that to say that it's a full range of emotions that everyone is probably experiencing right now and that's completely normal because essentially what we are experiencing is the death of a system that we were comfortable with we might have been like pseudo happy, maybe not that happy, or maybe some people were really happy with it. Either way, it's been kind of crackling, cracking down. I can, from my perspective, everything that I've been going through, I start all my mornings with a round of meditation so I can ground myself. And a lot of messages have been coming to me through those meditations that I've actually been writing down in our blog, which is up on our new website, by the way, prettymental.com. We have a website. We have a website. And a lot of what I've been writing about is that we are experiencing a shift in consciousness. We are being forced to look at our deepest fears and to look at our triggers and understand where are they coming from understand what can we learn from those triggers what can we learn from this fear everything that happens in our lives and it's really hard it's really hard to see it in the moment especially when times get dark for us but everything is here to teach us something look back at all of the times that you have experienced your deepest lows 
and you thought that you weren't going to make it out of it or you didn't know how it was going to turn out. And chances are it elevated you. It brought you closer to your deepest truths. It expanded your edge. It showed you what you were capable of handling. It showed you how strong you were. It showed you that that fear is not as scary as you once as you thought it was when you were actually in it. Everything that happens, happens for us. And this is something that I know for sure. This is something that after going through years and years of uh, depression and not believing that there was any hope left and not even knowing how I would make it through the day, I would have never imagined that where I am now is where I would be. I would have never imagined that I would ever make it out of this, out of it. I didn't understand why I went through that depression. But now when I look back at it, there's so many lessons that I learned from it. It brought me closer to my truth. It brought me closer to me. Yeah, I think that to add to that, when I, when the way I see it, the shift in consciousness is happening because in having so much uncertainty about what's going on, we are literally being forced to stay in the present moment. And that present moment awareness and that focus on like, okay, step by step, that's literally the def- that's a shift in consciousness just in and of itself because we're so used to just projecting into the future and you know, getting stuck on the past. And as we try to do that, the more that we try to do that in this current situation, we're going to find ourselves just hitting a wall. And those old coping mechanisms that somehow were like little band-aids to what was going on in our life are no longer effective. Um, So like I've talked with some clients and, you know, we, if they'll say like, if they even try to imagine what life is going to look like on the other side of this, they hit a blank space (laughs) like nobody can even really come up with fully what life is going to be like because we have nothing to model it by so suddenly that coping mechanism of like projecting into the future isn't really there for us the way that it used to so we're being put into like a corner of like okay all you can do now is stay present and that's really what we've always needed to do but if we didn't have the option if we had the option of not doing it, we're not going to do it because it's it, it, it requires that we interrupt our habitual patterns and we like to stay in our comfort zone. So like as Valentina was saying, going through a depression is what made her stronger, is what made her more resilient. It up-leveled her consciousness to come out of that. And now we didn't want this to happen, but if we're able to the quicker that we jump on the train of present moment awareness, the more that we're going to come out of this less unscathed. Because if you can bring yourself into the present moment, the quicker that you adapt to that, the more access you're going to have to regulating your nervous system. And that's going to be really important because if you stay in constant anxiety throughout this whole thing, you could come out of it with some PTSD. So come, you know, regulate your nervous system, come back into the present moment. That is the shift in consciousness that is being asked of us. And if we can embrace that, then, I mean, I just envision a much more beautiful, like more compassionate, loving world on the other side of this as more of us are able to stay present because there's so much power in presence, right? Even when you're just connecting with another human, now you're seeing people talk to each other on Zoom or on video cameras or, you know, with their significant other at a park away, six feet away, at least from other people <laughs> <laughs> or in a house. And like, all you can do is be present. That's all you can do. And that is people try so hard to learn meditation techniques and practice to just be able to do that. And now it's like we have no choice but to be there. So it's kind of like giving us a quantum leap into present moment skills. And the other day we were on Trey's podcast. It's called The Alchemist's Compass. And something that 
we spoke about was how excuse you <laughs> paula it was texting no i wasn't texting i went on on instagram to look at trey's thing to look at what the name of his podcast was and then somebody liked something and my add flourished and my trigger it flourished <laughs> coming back my aries like ceo mentality valentina, like... Keep, valentina keeps me in check <laughs> valentina's my human adderall i have enough adderall for all of us to go around let me know if you need some um something that we spoke about on trey's on trey's podcast was that for me how I navigate this, and this is something that I, I learned through the time that I was depressed, was our monkey minds love to come up with narratives and conclusions for the things that we are experiencing anxiety from. Yes, because our mind and our bodies like to be congruent. Yeah, and when you meditate, when I meditate every morning, I on purpose imagine myself connecting to my heart. Imagine myself breathing more oxygen into my heart. And that really helps melt away the logic mind that is trying to come through. The mind that's trying to tell me how everything is going to develop, how things are gonna get worse or get better. I just, I imagine my heart i connect with my heart and it just it takes you out of the flow of thought yeah it's really what it is if, yeah right now the the shift in consciousness is like how much can you allow yourself to step out of the flow of thought and can you lead with your heart this is what it's telling me and why i said this is something that that i learned when i was depressed was because i literally had to like i thought every thought imaginable until I finally realized like, this isn't even about that anymore. You just have to trust. This is the biggest test of surrender and trust. And if we are able to strengthen that trust muscle, that is gonna take us so far in our relationships, in our jobs, in our life in general. Yeah, and you know what I'm, I'm thinking, like as you're saying that, I'm, I'm hearing like rebukes, rebukes of like people listening or somebody might be listening. It's like, well, like, why would I trust anything about what's going on? And my answer to that imaginary rebuke <laughs> is... Christopher, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh no, Christopher. Is what other choice do you have? Like what other choice do we have? We can either allow ourselves to go down the rabbit hole of thinking that like the worst situation is going to happen and I have to be scared and I have to like be on Hyler all the time and create PTSD within my nervous system or I'm going to choose, like Valentino was saying, to step out of the flow of thought, come into my heart, if that works for you, or just come into your body and just be here. I mean, I think just allowing yourself to be here is an action of trust. For sure. Being in the present present is an action of trust. That's that's knowing that you're not going to fall. If, if you, or, and you, maybe like and it's, it's, not, knowing, it's not even not. It's not even knowing that you're not going to fall. It's knowing that you are that the present moment is what will help you best act for whatever is gonna come. So if you fall, if you're in the present, you can probably, honestly, you're gonna be more aware and be able to catch yourself before you fall entirely. Yeah, I mean, we can't deal, you don't have the resources, the mental resources or the physical resources to deal with an imagined problem. We just don't. So that's why like when we have imagined problems, they drive us nuts. <laughs> imagined problems are my least favorite kind of problems and they love to hang out with us. So when the imagined problems start coming up, no matter how real they feel, no matter how real they feel, they're not. Ask yourself, is it happening right now? Chances are, if it's happening right now, you're just going to go into like your instinctive 
survival mode in an, in a way that will probably be effective that will take you out of your mind and into action mode into action mode and that's what that energy is supposed to be used for that energy is not supposed to be used for imaginary scenarios that energy is supposed to be used for actual action so if the momentum of that energy builds up too high then something you can do for yourself is to disrupt it by getting physically active and actually allowing yourself to physically release it in that moment and you've got to be really careful with the news because everything on social media everything on these different news sites it's giving us a lot of scary a lot of bad news and even just i was on twitter the other day reading different headlines i wasn't even going into the different stories and my god my mind just it spiraled for the amount of time that i was reading those different headlines headlines it becomes like morbid curiosity it does you're like mm. oh you forget that like you're not that there's a that what we speak about is stay away from that when you're reading it you're like oh i should be reading this i need to stay up to date yeah like you should read you should look at it enough to like stay informed to the point of like okay if they're saying like don't go outside of your house like don't go outside of your house but to get into all the nitty-gritty details of like just then i'm not even gonna say them don't the nitty-gritty <laughs> details not gonna help you but continue yeah so i was on the couch with kj and i was i literally just was like hey i'm really scared right now like I, it, it's all actually just really hitting me. And, and then I started crying because my fear was coming from my, what if something happened to my parents? Mm. And then I just went down that hole of like, I don't even know what I would do. And then I just, I kind of had to just talk about it. That's coming up for a lot of people. Yeah. Because parents, yeah. I mean, our parents are being safe now, but even in the beginning, Oh my God, it was like hurting cats. <laughs> but um yeah so so that all came up for me and and then i i stated it out loud whether instead of just letting it boil inside of me and after i did i the next day for me i was feeling really good so staying away from the media stay informed but stay away from the media and then state your emotion if you back to what paula was saying something to get if you are on the ledge and you can't just like breathe into peace yeah. or meditate if the into momentum peace, has built up too much wrap words around whatever you are feeling and run or dance or like release that energy physically because that's really what we're wired for that survival instinct is wired for action mm -hmm. so like if it's built up really high you know yeah just jump it out or whatever you got to do to work it to work it out sahara rose <laughs> sahara rose <laughs> Sahara Rose, actually, I was listening to one of her recent podcasts and she's been doing some really cool work around all of this. And she was talking about, and I think this is so awesome, how like sometimes it's, for example, sometimes I'm going to be in a higher place of hope and, and clarity and vision than Valentina. And Valentina can come to me and I can like bring up level her again. And there's going to be times when she's going to be in a higher place and then I can come to her and she can up level me again. So like this is going to be a really important time to turn to community because we're going to take turns making sure that we stay at the highest frequency that we can. Like I actually had this. I, I wasn't having like the best day the other day either. And I called um, our friend Jose. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love you, Jose. Jose. Oh, I you hear this. My whole soul loves you. I know. We love him so much. And him and I just talked and talked and talked. And like by the end of it, I just, I felt so much better. And the conversation ends up being healing for both people because the person that is kind of like giving the insight is being reminded of the insight. And the other person that needed to express and be seen allowed themselves to express and be seen. There's something so powerful about being seen, man. Yeah. Something else I want to add on to that is, so the, a long time ago, I was talking on the phone with my brother and we kind of started laughing because our minds tend to go to like the worst case scenario. Yeah. They'll just sneak up on us. Like, Valentina and Sebastian are super similar. Be like on a walk and then all of a sudden I'll imagine this like <laughs> car <laughs> hitting me or like hitting someone I love or like just crazy stuff. I'm not even going to put y'all's mind into that. I'm sorry. But I was talking to Sebastian and I was like, you know what? Let me just mess around and start imagining the best case scenarios. If I'm already going to put energy into a scenario, I'm going to just mess around and start imagining the best case scenarios. So that's kind of, it is the same method of reaching for the best feeling thought. So if you find yourself spiraling or spinning, that's another tool that you can use is just 
think of the best case scenario. Yes. Can you imagine if we came out of this as a system that was more compassionate and recognized the humanity in everyone? And, and was present and, and was loved present. thinking about best case scenarios. Or think about you, you coming out of this as a more centered, more present person. I had another friend uh, that I was talking to last night and she was like, you know, I really wish that I was like journaling and writing and reflecting on how, what I'm learning from all this. But really all I've been doing is taking naps. <laughs> and Amazing. I know. And I was like, that's incredible that 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 that's perfect that's totally perfect if all you're doing is resting that in and of itself is revolutionary to allow yourself to rest to deeply rest in a capitalist system which is currently crumbling but that's another conversation but it it that in and of itself is is resistance it's resistance it's an up level in consciousness too i because you're your whatever your body is asking for give it um this is another thing that zahar rose said that i deeply resonated with which was that the way that each individual person is experiencing this covid19 situation is exactly what it needs to be for that person for their soul for that person's progression so like we're all having a very different experience of this um, and I think the power individually comes in when we allow to see like, okay, like what do I need? Like some of us need to take this time for deep reflection. Some of us need to take this time to sleep, to rest. Um, yeah. And were you going to say something? No. Well, back to what you were saying about like imagining the best case scenario, as I, as you were saying that, like that is so important to do because it reminds me of this quote that I, you, that I've read a few times. That's like worrying is like praying for the worst outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it's important that as we engage in that practice of like best case scenario, that you're not suppressing your fears. So this is where emotional resilience becomes like an art form. It's really a dance because we could easily go into, oh, I'm just going to imagine the worst, the best case scenario, positive thinking, positive thinking, positive thinking. And I'm going to like pretend that I'm not actually worried. But if I am worried, then I'm just suppressing that worry. And actually my nervous system is going to get more activated while I'm pretending to think positively. So that doesn't work either. So as we talk with you guys about these different tools, right? For example, one tool being recognize and name your emotion another tool being breathe and meditate to come back into your body another tool being think of the best case scenario these are different tools for you guys to put into your back pockets the way that valentina and i put them in our back pockets but just know that like not any one tool is going to be effective 100 percent of the time so it's just gonna take practice with your own individual emotional system to know what works for you and when and that is it's really more of a practice so like if thinking positive is not feeling good in that moment then maybe it's time to actually name the emotion and maybe it's time to move your body and maybe it's time to breathe if thinking positive is feeling good in that moment then great that's the perfect tool for that moment yeah and oftentimes what our minds and bodies and spirits are asking for is just to be held and to feel compassion. So when you're feeling a certain way, and this is what I did the other day, I just really needed to just veg out and lay on the couch like the whole day. And I brought in like loads of self-compassion that day and just totally allowed myself to be and to feel whatever I needed to feel. It was a judgment-free zone for myself. And I just totally allowed myself to be and to feel. Yeah, allowing ourselves those spaces is really important. And I actually want to return the conversation to the moment when you mentioned the fear that hit you of possibly my parents dying or something happening to them um, as a result of COVID-19. And a lot of people are actually dealing with that fear uh, that anticipated grief of 
something happening to somebody that they love and it went let me just add it went beyond even just my parents i started thinking about my friends and my friends of friends people i didn't even know just for the community just suffering for someone who might be suffering wow yeah and that's the thing if you have the ability to be an empath and to care like that it's beautiful but it's important to also know when to rein ourselves in because we're not going to be able to really help anybody or be there for anybody if we let ourselves get totally lost in those in those dark spaces again let yourself like don't resist it if you're feeling you're feeling it honor it but see how you can bring yourself back for me this brings up the conversation on our fear of death as a culture we don't really have the healthiest relationship with death in this culture it's kind of like this this thing that we pretend isn't really going to happen i know for example in other cultures like in mexican culture it's it's much more a part of their everyday life like they celebrate like the day of the dead and constant connection with their ancestors and practices of that sort but in in this culture it's kind of been pushed to the side and with something like this being so much in our face and hearing that so many people are dying people a lot of people are experiencing panic around it and it's an important time to just reflect on what our relationship with death is. I think there's something healthy about doing that because if we can allow ourselves to again arrive in the space of knowing that we don't really control all the elemental forces and the outcome of the life experience that we can kind of just allow ourselves to surf this wave and to take in each moment as beautifully and as deeply as possible. I think that's the flip side of the awareness of death, that if you know you are going to die one day, if you know that, because ultimately whether or not COVID-19 had hits, everyone was going to die at some point. So why don't we also maybe use this opportunity to lean into that and think about and really treasure each moment that we share with every single human? This reminds me of a a video the other day of a little old lady. She was like 90, mid 90s. She had COVID-19 and she recovered. And in it, she was like, I've got a lot of living to do. And it just made me think we all do. How can we we always did we always did like the possibility of death was has always been there we just suddenly are like being in touch with it but it had always been there so that's that's another shift in consciousness that takes us deeper into the present moment that's why i think awareness of death is actually not morbid there's meditation practices um that actually they meditate on death and they reflect on death there's even an app. I forgot what app this was that a, a meditator created that you'd like sign up for and it would remind you at sporadic times that you were going to die. And see, Valentina just made like a face like, yeah. oh my God, oh. that sounds horrible. <laughs> sounds intense. As, as, a, as a collective, we're so scared of it. And honestly, if we're able to kind of like look at it a little bit deeper and, and not and, and come in touch with the reality of it, it can take us more deeply into life. Yeah. There's something very peaceful about recognizing your own mortality. That's something that happened really strongly for me after ayahuasca is that I faced death head on when I did it. And because that was my biggest fear going into it, right? So that's exactly what I experienced. (laughs) And it was really, really, really scary when I came out of it, I had felt, I felt, I just remember seeing the outline of the leaves on the tree and seeing every individual flap of birds flying and hearing every tone in nature. It made me so present and alive and awake. See, that's what it does. If we're able to allow ourselves to come into connection with the reality that we are going 
to pass at some point every single moment the the other side of that coin is love because if we know that like this experience that i'm having right now looking deeply into valentina's eyes is not going to last for an eternity i'm gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) you're going too far now (laughs) (laughs) looks like she didn't really recover from the fear (laughs) (laughs) ayahuasca we need you no um no but it's not gonna last for an eternity so like this moment is is so beautiful i was talking with a friend the other day and we should actually have her on here she is like all of us you know we're gonna die one day but hers is a little bit more in her face because of a health situation yeah and she has basically a like I, I don't even know what the exact terminology is but something to help her heart beat and without it it's not going to beat and I was talking to her and I was just like how do you feel And she said I need people to really stop thinking that that I am special she goes you could literally walk out of this house right now and get hit by a car and die before me none of us know not, she's just reminded of it, but none of us know. So it just, for her, what it does is makes her just like drink up the present. Yeah. So if we don't, if instead of allowing that habitual pattern of trying to control and predict and, and seek some illusion of certainty to take over and become more neurotic and, and, possibly even develop some PTSD as a result of this. If we actually shift a few degrees over to present moment awareness, to maybe allowing yourself to meditate on death so that you can wake up more deeply to life, then you are going to actually be living. That's it. (laughs) We've been doing everything we can to distract ourselves from living everything we can to just we think we've been living but really we've been running from our emotions by buying by purchasing by drinking by numbing by by, living in the system which literally is like we wake up to make money to pay bills so we can keep working and then you have to spend more money to make yourself feel better about how tired you are exactly so this is making us all just pause pause just pause i mean i've already had clients tell me that they're like reevaluating their work oh no way mm-hmm. like what they do yeah and no mm-hmm. way and possibly Spill like the juice yeah and possibly like leaving their because they're realizing like wait that that's not even the lifestyle that i want they're like oh this is what happy feels like this is what peace feels like yeah or like what am i working that much for hmm. i think this is just getting us in touch if we allow it because you can easily just spend 24 7 on cnn or whatever news outlet you can and get as much information as you can and just wrap your triggers and your neuroticism around that that's an option if you shift again a few degrees over you might actually just get more deeply in touch with the core essence of life and that's what we needed like what what else you know i think if we really realize that like we're not gonna be here forever, then maybe the next time you look at a tree, you're just gonna love the heck out of that tree. Cause it's like, oh my God, I'm actually getting to experience this physical reality. Like, this is so cool. If we take it for granted and it's just like, eh, I'm gonna be here forever subconsciously and I'm gonna control and try to predict and I'm gonna purchase and I'm gonna just do all these things to like run from that. And then I'm not gonna actually be in touch with it so then you never really arrived you never really arrived into your life that is so beautiful yeah it's it's kind of amazing so i really want to let that marinate and really actually take that on for this week and the coming days as my practice what are other things that you've been noticing in your practice have you been seeing any specific patterns well, I think like what I mentioned in the beginning was like the grieving process. I definitely saw that. I've seen, you know, people being at home with their families. So suddenly they're like being very aware of the triggers. And with that, I'm just like, okay, this is actually a great opportunity. 
this is a great opportunity because the same triggers that you experience with the outside world actually are rooted in your initial family unit. So if you can set boundaries and work through stuff within that context, then you'll be so much more prepared for going out into the outside world because, you know, if if that's that's where the root of it is right they're not they're not doing anything new what they're doing is unpacking an old blocked emotion that you never saw through yeah um I, yeah i think i'm seeing certain things come up with clients that we really should have been working on this whole time but they hadn't accessed it because they were so busy and so focused on kind of like the day-to-day life just floating and like staying above water yeah yeah, like managing stress and yeah. anxiety and stuff. But it's like, so I'm seeing deeper core issues surface right now. Wow. I, yeah, suddenly I'm like, this sounds so like sadistic, but it's like our my dream, I guess, if, if, a clinic ha, if a client has panic attack issues, my dream is for them to have a panic attack in my room, like in my therapy room. Because then we can like, we, we can work with it like in real time. Like, oh, there it is. Like, let's grab it. Let's do something with it. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so for me, when I'm seeing these issues come up, I'm like, yes, <laughs> finally, like we needed to get at this. Like, this is the thing. Um, but if you, the slowing down allows that. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a pattern I knew before because I, um, you know, for example, I have a lot of clients that are like high achievers and I've seen the, notice this pattern that as soon as work slows down or school slows down or whatever, suddenly people start experiencing more symptoms of like depression because the sadness and the real core issues that they were running away from by overworking and over accomplishing are finally like look at me I was here this whole time I was actually the reason that you were trying so hard to overextend yourself so what if you just deal with me instead and then maybe you don't have to overextend yourself so much wow wow you know what this is reminding me of me do you remember I used to do everything and I still I mean you know I still do this because we know I'm an Aries I do this but I used to do everything at double speed yeah, you've gotten so much better. My I've God. gotten so much better. I would have to do I'm everything. And this was really great for work and getting things done and seeing things through. But I used to move at double speed. I mean, literally, I would talk fast, walk fast, cook fast, get ready at the same time. And she would get mad at everybody else for not doing that. But everyone else, she means Paula. <laughs> And because Paula is a sloth, she is, it's great. She's been like my expander for for slowing down because I would literally, and this is actually something I still don't entirely understand, but Paula, she'll be like doing something. And then when she wants to talk at the same time, she'll stop what she's doing and then just start talking. And I'm like, you can talk and do at the same time. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) But I also know that that's my like addiction to just like bam 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 like getting things done and being really efficient with my time and I I no matter what project it is I spend the first however many minutes hacking how I can do it in the quickest way it's so fascinating but it's great yeah like, actually Valentina's is my expander for moving a little <laughs> quicker we you know we need I'm, each other i'm her humming i we say i'm have hummingbird energy yeah um but but i used to do everything really fast and then i remember i don't know how long ago two years one year something my parents <laughs> we had to have an intervention literally they had an intervention with me <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> they were like what like you need to slow down because you're it's actually like really detrimental not only to you because you're always trying to get to the next thing but you're making everyone else around you like basically not be present and just move to the next thing oh yeah and and also like it makes connection difficult it does because you're not here you're there and i remember i immediately when they told me that i was like oh I mean, I always knew it, but I was like, okay, I needed this. So you're right. Thank you. And immediately I started practicing moving slow on purpose. She was like, how does Paula do? I literally, I was like, Paula, can I just shadow you? Can I do a case study on you? (laughs) Can I be your intern? (laughs) 
and and Paul actually had to had to. How I do remember, you produce so little? <laughs> <laughs> How do you allow things to sit for so long? <laughs> but she, I, she had to literally say to me, Valentina. Um, why don't you, I, I'm trying to think of a specific moment, but you would literally be like, uh, oh. I would get to leave the house ready to do a podcast. And I would be like, okay, let's go. Let's start. We're ready. Like we're going to do this in like this amount of time, then blah, blah, blah. And Paula would be like, let me just eat first. <laughs> <laughs> let me sip my tea. And I would be like, at a gentle speed. <laughs> I'd be like, excuse me. You're telling me you had all this time before I got here. And now you're pushing the podcast back. So to me, it was like, I just could not understand. But I started having to practice like, oh, okay, let me just, you know, let her eat. It's Maybe it'll take five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Thank God it's not me because we all know I eat, take like an hour to eat. But like, it just allow that. Let oh, me just be here. Let, let me just be here and just lean into things not getting done as fast as I want them. <laughs> <laughs> into the nothingness. Like, and let me tell you that really, really helped with anxiety. It really helped with grounding myself and being more in the present and not being so caught up in timelines and due dates and the illusion of needing to control or the illusion of control and having to have everything done, you know, now, now it definitely has made me let go and let live into flow. I think this is actually the fact that we're hitting upon this is so important for our society because I was the archetype of our society. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But that's why like people are like what do you do like do you just like twiddle your fingers like what do you do if 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 i'm not producing if i'm not being productive if i'm not like developing or, or further enhancing this identity of myself as a productive person and like just being constantly on the move then what like what is there what is there and that's also the shift in consciousness you from being a human doing to a human being so what's it like to just be like, can you, I intentionally practice this and I've gotten very good at it. Like I, I'll sit on my couch and just <laughs> stare out my window. Like I would literally just sit there and stare out my window. Yeah. I do that now too. I literally stare at clouds now mm-hmm. and just sit there. Yeah. I stare, I stare at like the shapes of the tree branches. Like I just, I just be sometimes and and what that does when you can do that that is meditation in and of itself that is allowing your nervous system to slow down going into that parasympathetic nervous system and allowing it to completely take over and allowing you to focus back on your breath and just be and the thing is that the thinking mind is not going to like it at first because it's in the habit pattern of controlling the whole situation so you're going to notice that like as you try to do this you're probably going to start feeling uncomfortable thinking like i have to do this or i have to do that and you know that's fine like we're not just saying like don't do anything do things but maybe you can start by doing them a little slower Or maybe you can just see what it's like, like what's coming up. This is actually a really, really key moment to notice like what emotions are coming up because that is prime raw material for healing. Mm -hmm. Because if that stuff is coming up right now, that means it is ready to be looked at. So look at it if you can. Please look at it. Please don't numb yourself away from it because this is an opportunity to access greater levels of emotional freedom and it's here for you so take it take it my friends and if your life actually has not slowed down because you are one of the primary workers maybe you're working in grocery stores maybe you're a doctor maybe you're a nurse maybe you're just in the front line and and you actually have to be out there working then still even practice using this as an opportunity to stay present because especially in times of crisis all you can do is take things one step at a time so you can very much 
take all of this and practice it, whether you're actually stuck sitting at home or whether you are actually out in the front lines of this thing. Regardless, it's the same, it's the same concepts. The only thing that's going to get us through this is being as present as we can as a species and knowing that the experience that you are personally having in this situation is the exact experience that your soul needed for its individual expansion. And that's that. Mm -hmm. And one last thing I want to add before we close up is it's been really beautiful for me on my walks lately, seeing other humans and immediately feeling a connection to them because all of us are going through this exact same thing. When has that ever happened? Never. That is wild. That is wild. When I sit here and I really, and it happens to me, it'll just like pop into my brain. Like we are literally every individual. And I mean, of course, everyone's experiencing this at different levels. Yes, but we're all in it. But we are all in it, all having to face something at the exact same time. And it is the same trigger yeah. that has been brought up in all of us. Yeah. It's, it's made me feel very connected. Yeah, it's so, it's, that's like a silver lining and it's beautiful because we always hear about like oneness and we are one, but right now it's like we're really living that. We're living it beyond just a concept. It's like, we are one. We are one humanity. Mm -hmm. We are in this together. So how do we rise up together and evolve and use this as an opportunity to expand and bring more peace and consciousness into our communities? It's possible. Paul and I are going to be releasing a lot of tools on our Instagram. We already have one that is a quick anxiety. It's like a little mini anxiety relief workshop. And I have another video on there where I walk you guys through a breathing technique that helps alleviate any kind of anxiety or stress. I'm telling you, it really works. In that video, I literally had to edit it to cut out some breaths because I went so deep into it. I was so numbed out, relaxed. Wow. Oh man, it just like brought me right to the... Center. Oh, right to the center. I really would encourage you guys to try it out. To try it out and sit with it. I I know this happens even for me. Whenever I am being led by any kind of, or not even being led, but whenever I start to do any kind of meditation practice, sometimes I find myself wanting to leave it like two minutes later. Like eh, I'll do this later. I encourage you to lean into that resistance. And get and past fall, that little, and pass. It's like the runner's high yeah, kind of once situation. Yeah, you get, you get over the hump. You Once you get over the hump, you just get into this place of like... Oh, cool. I'm going to go do it. Do it. Do it. Um, so we're going to be releasing more of those. If there's anything else that you guys want us to touch on or make videos about or address in our, or address in our podcast, let us know. And I would encourage you guys to go check out prettymental.com. <laughs> Because on it, we have a COVID-19 resources page where you can find resources for yourself, whether it's if you need help with rent, utilities, if you're an artist that needs a grant, if you are a mom that is looking for how to feed her child. There are so many resources on there. If you need help or if you want to even donate at this time, even $1, anything could help. Yeah, we're all. And if you know resources that we don't have on there, let us know so we can add it, please. Yeah. And the contact us page, submit it and we'll add it immediately to it. And there's another page on there that is the words that I channel for my morning meditations. And it actually covers a lot of what we talk about Mm -hmm. with a different angle. Yeah, it's awesome. So you guys definitely that's a cool little um, reading reflections that you can access throughout your day as well. And I, I experienced those to be very grounding. Grab some coffee and, and just... Or tea. Me, or tea or water, whatever. Let me share my thoughts with you. All right. And with that... We love you guys. We love you guys. Tune in every other Monday. And it, yes, I realize now after 12 episodes that I've been saying 8 a.m. EST, 11 p.m., literally a whole day p.m. PST. I don't even know what I've been saying, but all I'm going to say now is check back in with us on Mondays at 8 a.m. 
Eastern time. Yeah. And, and for the next couple of weeks, we're just going to be releasing them consecutively, actually. So. Mm -hmm. So we can create more content for you guys right now. Mm hmm. More more grounding content, more sense of community. All right, you guys, we love you. And with that, be kind to yourselves. Yes. Bye. If you made it to the end, we have some cabin fever bloopers for your enjoyment. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I just want to leave this apartment. <laughs> Let's go stand outside for a second. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my god. What? I'm going to just keep it going. Okay. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. Just keep going. Start over. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to our... <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it running. This is ridiculous. Do. Okay. Hey, Valentina. Hold on. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. You sound exasperated. I need you to sound <laughs> more inviting. Hey, Valentina. <laughs> hey, Valentina. Okay. Hey, Hold on. <laughs> Give it a pause. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello. <laughs> okay, hold on. We've literally spent 30 minutes <laughs> trying no, we've spent to say this. 40 minutes. <clears throat> hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. <laughs> oh. We should have just separated after we did the first <laughs> one ever. And then you could have left the Ah, Maybe we can ask KJ to do it just this one time. Bring in your neighbor.